0: This is a and Reviews, I'm Adrian
1: I'm Mohammed. This is a podcast where we talk about movies TV shows And all things superheroes And whatever else interests us
0: Be sure to like a m Reviews On Facebook and check out our YouTube channel At a m Reviews
1: And follow us on Instagram at Moes underscore TV16
0: And at Just underscore Adrian Underscore underscore
1: which will be linked in our podcast. Thanks for listening. It's An in Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian. We're here to review the movie Just Mercy, starring Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Fox, Bree Larson, Tim Blake Nelson, O'Shea Jackson Jr., you know that's Ice Cube's son, mm-hmm. uh, Rob Morgan, and a uh, list of other people, but I mean that's pretty much the main group. Just Mercy tells the story of a man who was wrongly accused of murdering this white woman down in the racist south of Alabama, I think, in 1980 or somewhere around there.
0: Um, Was it that soon?
1: 1987. Okay, 87. Yeah. He was sentenced to die in 1987, put on death row. With basically flimsy evidence at best, the police pull him over and say... You're basically guilty. We're sending you to prison and we're going to put you into life. If not. Well, I mean, they eventually put him on death row. But we have this upstart young uh, Harvard grad who is a lawyer and he wants to help in the best way possible get uh, Jamie Foxx's character, which is Johnny D. Williams or Walter McMillan. That's his real name. So what did you get from Just Mercy? So for
0: me, Just Mercy was um, a powerful film. And it's interesting now that we're, as we're recording this, a lot of streaming services are um, releasing it for free, um, given the state of our country with the um, death of George Floyd. So... I think for a lot of reasons, it's a good film. It's based on a book um, that the lawyer who prosecuted the case or defended the case, I should say, wrote. Um, and it really displays how um, you really, in some cases and instances, um, even to today, um, people are are charged as guilty without any evidence um, before they're innocent and not given a fair trial. And it's just a textbook case of that. He did nothing wrong. He's on his way home. Pulled over, the cops were in a bad mood and needed someone to frame. Um, so they did just that. Um, and what's more powerful is the fact that it's not just officers who have this ability to um, to wrongfully um, accuse and detain these individuals, but also it was the the system, the justice system, that upheld those things with flimsy evidence to put him on death row. Um, he was on death row before he even, you know, uh, got got a trial or anything. So. It's extremely powerful. I'm glad, you know, it's hard for me to watch some films about racism, um, whether it's modern day, whether it's when they see us, um, you know, a more recent film or a film like this, just because it's hard at a certain point to relive these stories over and over again um, without, for one, becoming emotional, but also without imagining yourself in the position. And then you start to realize how possible that position is. Even today, it's a scary thought. But in this case of, you know, um, he was you know, released from prison, had a retrial, went to the state Supreme Court and he was let go. Um, but, you know, that's a small percentage of cases that actually happens for. So it's a scary reality. I read something earlier that said um, people of color are scared to watch movies like When They See Us because for them, they are horror films and not just documentaries. Um, so I thought that was a pretty interesting statement. I think you can definitely apply for Just Mercy as well.
1: Yes, um, I'm, I definitely have to agree with that. One documentary that I've seen that I never want to watch again, I mean, it just made me feel so bad, was called The 13th, which is on Netflix. And that just goes to what you were saying about Black people not wanting to see these things because it's just re- reliving... Slavery, the, the worst moments of of the, the history of America, which still goes on today, as we saw uh, not too long ago with the, the death of George Floyd, um, with an officer just kneeling on his neck for no reason. Um, he was already apprehended for whatever it was. Um, there, there was no reason to be on his body like that. And I, I mean, even my wife, you know, Brianna, she, she she can't get herself to go back and watch when they see us. I mean, that, that was a terrible, tragic story. I mean, those guys were taken as teenagers, completely innocent and put in prison for multiple years. And one guy, he had it the worst because I think he was the oldest and he mm-hmm. he suffered the most. And it was complete injustice, racial profiling. I mean, we see a lot of this in Just Mercy. Um, I, I thought it was a very well made film, but. It's hard to really kind of judge these in a way. I mean, because it was very true to life. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to say it's it's a good movie. There was just a one person that I just didn't know their exact role in a way, and that's Brie Larson. She plays a supporting role, kind of basically showing Michael B. Jordan around. He's the lawyer, and that's pretty much it. I mean, I don't...
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't she... She was like the executive director, I think, was the title of the firm. But it's like a nonprofit firm and she's the only employee at the time. Um, So I think they definitely wanted to give that character some time on the screen. And as as important as that position is, um, I think it got as much screen time as it did because it was Brie Larson, you know. Um, So that's why I think for the narrative, it may have seemed a little forced. But they also could have thrown that in there to just juxtapose that not everyone in this town um, is like that, is racist and things. There are some good folks. So they maybe that's where they elevated that character. Um, I think in a lot of biopics, though, that character choice uh, being so prevalent may not have been the case. Uh, but they chose to do so in this film. And I haven't read the book that this is based on. And I wonder how she was portrayed in the book.
1: Well, the guy who did the book, which is the lawyer who defended the real life person, Walter McMillan. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was fully behind this. He basically probably had a hand in everything. So I'm pretty sure it's pretty true true to his story. And he's been defending a lot of inmates on death row and I think got 135 out of prison or off of death row. So Mm -hmm. he has done a lot of work and uh, gotten innocent people from off of death row got to give a lot of props to him brad stevenson i think that's his name no no brian stevenson i mean he's doing a lot of stuff so walter mcmillan he gets imprisoned and he kind of makes a couple of friends inside prison which is rob morgan and o'shea jackson jr and these two guys have been in prison for a very long time Rob Morgan, if people don't really recognize him, he was in I think he's been in a lot of Netflix series. Kinda as the guy who tells all the jokes. Kinda that side character. Mm. But in this, his character is much more tragic. You you really feel for him because he was in the military. He has PTSD and he did commit a crime. He he was actually guilty. We he, he admits it, but Really, he he needed help. And at that time, I'm pretty sure there wasn't much funding for psychiatric problems. Right. There there was not much understanding. Yeah. PTSD. There wasn't much understanding. And for him being a black man, he was even he, he was put even further behind the curve. And so they just threw his life away and did not want to deal with him. And he was on death row and ends up Um, dying, but they don't show it, which is, I I thought that was pretty good. That was a little bit different. You you don't usually see that. They usually show that person, you know, dying or whatever, but they just cut to the next scene, because I feel like we have seen a lot of this type of stuff before, so I I thought that was a good thing that they did. And then O'Shea Jackson Jr., he, he played a pretty good role. He was kind of the, it's hard to say in this movie, but the lighthearted, kind of funny, in a way. Um, I think
0: so. I think so. Making the best out of the worst situation. That was yeah. the character.
1: Yeah. And we find out at the end of the movie that he got out of prison after 30 years. And I'm not sure if he was on death row, but, um, I mean, he was in there I for a, so. a very long time. Mm-hmm. And the reason why he was put in prison was because, well, the main reason was, They thought he looked guilty, so he must have did it. And that's just proof of racial profiling without any evidence, which a lot of these guys have gone through.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, And kind of going back to that, the the electric chair um, scene with the inmate who had PTSD. That was a very, I think, very powerful scene. I mean, in the way that was particularly filmed, everything from playing his last song, to one of the white officers there, it was his first time experiencing someone being killed in an electric chair, and seeing on his face him struggling with it um, as he's strapping him in, um, seeing the inmates make noise in the in their cells um, as a way to support him because they knew he could hear him, he could hear that through the um, the vent. It was, I think, it was very powerful. I mean, uh, someone who's obviously, you know, it needed help, It was sick. And and executed that way. And then having the rest of the people on death row know what's happening and know that that's their fate as well. It's very, very sad, very grim.
1: Oh, yeah. Very sad. I think we get that scene halfway through the movie mm-hmm. and we see that racial injustice just continues to plague uh, America today. And the, the, this movie was very powerful, but... Back to Walter McMillan, the main character who this movie is about. He, he basically was taken to prison and they blamed a, a murder on him for this, uh, this young 18-year-old girl who was working in a store. And there were conflicting stories on if he was there or not. And one guy who was the main person who uh, told this lie on him. His name is Ralph Myers, and the reason why he told this lie was because he had something to gain. One of the prosecutors was saying that he would uh, get some time off of the sentence if he told this lie on this uh, on, on Walter McMillan and he, he would be let go after a, a certain amount of time. But he reconciles and and says he, he, he just can't live with himself knowing that an innocent man would die at the hands of his lie so in court he, he tells the truth but I mean somehow the court still does not think that he is not guilty so um, right it, it's just really sad um,
0: yeah yeah it goes back to that system I think that the judge said something along the lines of either Ralph Myers is perjuring himself today or he did years ago and the judge decided that, He was perjuring himself that day, um, and that Walter Millen was still guilty. Um, And it wasn't until he was retried again um, that he was let go. But
1: yes, and the person who basically had final say in this was the prosecutor. Well, Michael B. Jordan finally got to him, went to where he lived, and said, Are you okay with letting an innocent man die? And he was very conflicted, even at the point up until the trial. And he did not, well, once they got to trial, the retrial, he saw no reason to um, have Walter McMillan stay in prison. So Walter McMillan was finally let go and able to get back to his family. But there is one point that we didn't say Walter McMillan, Jamie Foxx's character, he was messing around outside of his uh, his wife, his his relationship, and Mm -hmm. it wasn't a good look, but his family was all there to support him, even though they knew that he was unfaithful.
0: Yeah, I think, obviously, forgiveness is huge, um, but I think some of the family even brought the point up that, you know, the person that he was cheating on her with was white, and it's a small town, and that got around, and, you know, people may not favor him very much because he did that. So they had no issue with putting him behind bars uh, and sentencing him to death, even though that has nothing to do with the crime they were accusing him of doing. Um, and it was all based on lies. So, And it's even hard saying it was a happy ending because he still wasted so much of his life behind bars for no reason. And many people still do. And you're right, it is, it's hard to judge for sure a good movie versus an influential movie and film, an important film. Um, but I think it does a, it, it definitely does a decent job of conveying all the points they want to hit. I think it's, it's the, probably the most different film um, that Michael B. Jordan has done to this point. One of the more yeah. serious ones. Um, if anything, you juxtapose this with his Killmonger, and it's like M. L. K. versus Malcolm X, right? On
1: yeah. that point, I think Malcolm X gets a bad rep because I think so. Right before he died, he dissociated himself. Well, he separated himself from the nation of Islam because mm-hmm. of their crime-like, in a way, dealings. Well, that's what he said. Mm-hmm. Um it was kind of he said it was kind of like the mob. And I mean, just so happened. I mean, I was actually watching some of his past interviews just yesterday, yeah. Um, well, not for watching this movie. It just came up as a recommended video but mm-hmm. <laughs> on YouTube. But once he went to Mecca and saw that there were other Muslims outside of the uh, black community, yes, it opened his mind to a completely different thing. Because mm-hmm. while he was in uh, the Nation of Islam in America, he was thinking that it was all about just black people, um, right. black unity, black power and all that. And I mean, which is still good, but it was it was very extreme, and it it preached segregation even more, separating themselves from everybody that's right. not right. black. They
0: didn't, they didn't believe in in those. I mean, it still exists. Um, the the was it the Black Muslim Brotherhood? I believe. Um, oh,
1: yeah.
0: they still very much don't agree with um integration they think would be better separated um they believe in pure lines and things like that so um but yeah he definitely had a change of ways and it's it's i think i think it's accepted fact now that uh once he made those changes and professed them that the followers here didn't agree with it and that's why they had um, assassinated him
1: yeah unfortunately um he had even said in an interview publicly that he's probably a dead man now because of how he went against their ways and um, did not speak good things about them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but what was your point on the Malcolm X and MLK?
0: Oh, I was I was saying <laughs> I'm I'm curious. Uh, it was more really it was more so about Michael B. Jordan and him playing both those roles. I'm curious if he has a personal mission or a personal idea goal to play more roles. Um, About race Or or specifically talk about race in the films I wonder if it's a passion of his And and what will happen next Where he takes it
1: I'm pretty interested to see where he goes next I mean he's Playing in really a lot of good movies This is not his first Racially charged movie He did Food Vestation Station With Ryan Coogler He's definitely done something like this before I mean Black Panther was too But in Mm -hmm. a different way you can kind of say he was a much more calm Black Panther. I mean, not Black Panther, Killmonger in this. Yeah,
0: I, I would agree. I mean, if, if anything, he could, be Black, he could be Killmonger's grandfather. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Um, so it definitely was interesting. I think it's interesting seeing Brie Larson in this role. I mean, of course, she's new to the comic book genre. Um, she's been in several other films, but she does a very good job. I think she plays well. Alongside Michael B. Jordan, I think she plays well alongside um, Samuel Jackson, both in you know Captain Marvel and in um, uh, uh, what's it Kong Skull Island, Kong Skull Island as oh, I well. I, that's a great movie. Um, yes. So it's I, I I'm in, I am glad she uh, was involved in this as well. Um, definitely creating a, a nice little catalog of films. On her end as well, and Jimmy Fox. Jimmy Fox did a great job in this too.
1: Oh yeah, he he did a very good job. Um, But they did make him look pretty rough. I mean, he probably looked more rough outside of jail (laughs) before he went to prison. I think
0: they were trying to make him older, and it just and it, you know, it just came across like clay on his face. (laughs) Older biopics, you know, you look at some of them now, and you know they look real rough. Um, So we've come a long way. Because um, there's some things now that are laughable. That um, I mean, you you go back and watch Roots, um, and and see how they age them. That that was rough. Um, so oh, yeah.
1: the whole clay thing go, does not work.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but definitely definitely good performance all around. I'm glad this movie is coming back up, um, especially like we said in the beginning, how a lot of streaming services are offering it as a form of um, Education on systematic racism. I think it's one of the more digestible film on race. It's not Mm -hmm. very provocative. I mean, they don't show the electric chair scene. Uh, I'm sure there were other things that Brian dealt with. You know, they're pretty bad, but they didn't go out of their way to show them, you know. Um, So I think for a broader audience, maybe those who are a little less comfortable talking about race and even those who talk about it and watch the films uh, but, you know, are tired of seeing the deaths, seeing the bad stories and having no happy endings, I think this is a film that's easily to, easier to watch than a lot of other ones.
1: Oh, yeah. The, this one is definitely more digestible. I think it's probably more digestible than When They See Us um, because those were... I mean, they were teenagers at the time that they were put in prison um, and they were wrongfully right. put in prison. I
0: still haven't watched the movie when they see what? us. I've read the stories. I've read the articles. I know I've read the stories. I've read the articles. I've seen documentaries, but I've, I have not watched the Netflix film either.
1: OK, well, it, it's pretty good. I've only heard great things. But I think it's the last episode it, It's the worst one because mm-hmm. of of what that man went through. You you definitely feel it. And I have watched the I'm trying to see what to call it. It's kind of like the after show from the, the series. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you see all of the guys who were put in prison, now older, and uh, how they feel about it. And one guy, he is just completely it destroyed him. Like, he he cannot get over I mean, I'm not saying that he should get over it, but he he has some serious problems. Um, even his family has been affected by this uh, to the point where he... Man, I, I just feel very sad. Very sad for them. But do you have anything else to say about Just Mercy?
0: No, I think that about does it. I think... Um, again, it's a great film. I think that everyone should watch. I think this, this is a film that I, I see... In the bookshelves of middle school teachers right? I don't even know if that still happens Because everything is digital on now But you know how the history teacher just has films For rainy days or, or substitutes This is mm-hmm. one of those films Right next to Remember the Titans
1: This one, this is on the shelf <laughs> And radio <laughs> and radio
0: They love Remember the Titans and radio That's Like the classic. only two movies <laughs> That they owned In the whole school district <laughs> Every coach Every coach you taught history had that film (laughs) Yeah
1: I mean it's it's, it's their go-to movie Right Um, But Just Mercy can be that next one Um, I mean it it definitely does have uh, Some very sad moments But not to the point where You completely Hate another race Um,
0: Right it's rated PG-13 You know a lot of other films Are rated a lot worse
1: Yeah but for me, the thirteenth, the documentary series was the mm. worst. I so you haven't seen that?
0: I have. That's the one Ava Duvet directs, is it?
1: I, I think so. No. Ava Du Duvernay.
0: I believe I I did watch that one. That one's all about the prison system.
1: Oh yeah, and yeah. it just tells you how that same system runs today. Yep. Almost like, um, if you're sent to prison, you're almost put back as a slave. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, 13th. Oh. That one's a that one's a really good watch though. That one's very informative. It's it's hard that that's the world we live in, but yes. very informative. And also the honesty from like the people that speak in that film. You have some people very conservative Republicans like Newt Gingrich, even admitted that the system is designed to like disenfranchise people of color. And I mean, he's a Republican candidate, president at one point. Like they don't say those things. Um. So that one that one's really good.
1: Yeah, it's it's really good for background information and
0: yes. what
1: how the system is today, how it continues to be today. And that's right. what makes it so bad that we, we're still living in this time um, but I could only watch that one time. I, I don't know if I ever want to see that again.
0: <laughs> it, it it makes you lose faith in our system because you got I mean, it brings up Bill Clinton's contributions to the system, even Hillary Clinton's contributions to the system and how it's awful. I mean, anyone you thought was clean who is in a position of power, this film is says you're at fault. Yes. And complacent. Uh, even Obama complacent.
1: Something really has to change. And I think we are on, on the way to change because so many people are protesting mm-hmm. at this very moment. Um, not even just black people. I mean, mm-hmm. people of all colors are coming very out possible. in droves. Yeah, it's I mean, it's, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, I, I didn't think that it would happen all at once mm-hmm. or even just locally, just around our yeah. where we stay. I mean, yeah. it's it's a great thing to see, and I hope change comes way sooner than later. Yeah. Um,
0: it's strange living in a history book. That's what it feels <laughs> like. Every month this year has been a new chapter in a book. That I explained to my kids. You're writing a paper about it, and I was like, "Yeah, I was there, but I was there. It was um, your book's lying. It wasn't that peaceful. Or your book's lying. We all thought we were gonna die because of COVID. It just it's more than a paragraph, son. You weren't there. i was
1: there (laughs) yeah um that uh, that seems very weird because we we've read about these things in history class and now we're basically living in it or it's just being (laughs) brought to the forefront more yes yes um but we can go ahead and rate this so um the lowest rating is trash middle is background noise and the highest is a banger so how would you rate the film just mercy
0: I would rate this one, and, and I'm a bit conflicted because of our system, but I would rate this one as a low banger only because it shouldn't be background noise. What? <laughs> Does that make sense? No. So, <laughs> so, I think of the caliber of films we have reviewed, I think on face value of the system, it's high background noise, but I don't want to say this film is background noise because you definitely should pay attention to it.
1: Okay. I, I kind of see what you mean. I mean, it, it can be very predictable. Yeah, We've seen this type of movie before. Um, but, I mean, it's just as important. Just because we've seen this type of thing doesn't mean it's less important. And I'm going to go with a mid-level banker. Um, just a, okay. Just a tick higher. Um, gotcha. Because I think the performances were done great all across the board. Um, I really felt for almost every per- single person inside of the movie. Uh, basically, that was black. But uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, you got to. I mean, that was most honestly.
0: I mean, the only person that wasn't black that wasn't racist was Brie Larson.
1: Yeah, so. <laughs> she was the only one, and she did have some um, some challenges because. They were talking about blowing up her house and she had a family in there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I felt some type of sympathetic uh, feeling towards her also. So, um, yeah, this is a mid-level banger. This movie is just as important as it was 10 years ago. I mean, we have to continually Mm -hmm. have these conversations so we can finally get that change and um, equality for everybody. Right. Uh, Anything else?
0: Uh, no, I think uh, one of the I think one of the biggest points about this one is this all started in 1987. That's not the 60s. That's not Jim Crow. That's not segregation. 1987. Not a long time ago.
1: No, um, I mean so. I wasn't born too long from there. Right. That's about 10 years for you, right? Mm-hmm. Not too long after. Or before we were born, so yeah, it's very recent uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's just uh,
0: mercy. Definitely watch it. Definitely encourage everyone to watch it um, at least once, and then educate yourself. If you if you're confused by any of it, or you don't believe any of it, or you can't believe this would happen, definitely open your eyes.
1: I think that's the number one thing that people can do at this point is educate yourself, because you, you can see how many people are getting themselves in trouble and getting canceled because they are making comments that (laughs) are not favorable. Talking about a flag when there's, I mean, the conversation had nothing to do about a flag, but um, definitely educate yourself. Watch this movie, Just Mercy and other movies similar to this so we can get past all of the um, racial injustice. Um, But uh, that does it for us at a and Reviews. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube and podcasts, which will be linked in the description. Thanks for listening.